Well, hello there and good morning. Welcome to Blue Springs Christian Church. Would you please stand? Are you ready to worship the Lord this morning as we just come together in his presence? What an opportunity it is to be able to be together and worship. If there's anyone that's new, we would love to hear from you. If you could please text new to this number. Let's sing together now. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? 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 Who can stop the Lord? Lord We sing over this place. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power. Fighting about 
and every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before Him. All of our hope is in you, Lord. We come before you. We just ask for your presence in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts. Father, help us to just become more aware of who you are, Lord. Amen. We're going to learn a new song this morning.
us for your glory. Church, let's just welcome the Holy Spirit. I want to invite you, if you, if you feel comfortable, let's, let's just raise our hands in a posture of, of vulnerability before the Lord this morning. Father, we just welcome you. Lord, you are our, our greatest hope. Father, when all the world has failed us, when everything has, have, has left us empty, Lord, you have filled us in Jesus Christ. Father, you alone are worthy of our glory and our praise. Lord, you alone are worthy of our worship this morning. Fix our hearts and our minds on you now, and it's in your name we pray, amen. Would you please be seated? Hello, BSCC. We are excited you are with us today. Uh, each week, we take the opportunity to joyfully give back a portion of what God has given us. And so we have been blessed to be able to minister, not just to our community, but all around the world. And Paul writes to the church in Corinth that God loves a cheerful giver. So if you'd like to partner, us, partner with us in, in ministry to our community, our nation, and around the globe of sharing the hope of Jesus, you can text GIVE to the number on the screen. Or if you're here on campus, you can drop your offering in one of the boxes at the doors as you leave. The past 12 months have been challenging on all of us, including our students. If you're the parent, guardian, or family member of a middle school or high school student, we wanna invite you to join us virtually on Sunday, March 14th at 7 p.m. as we partner with Southwoods Christian Church to host a parent for forum on building your students' emotional health. With Easter quickly approaching, our next-gen ministry is providing an opportunity for families to take a deep, deeper dive into the Easter story with our family Easter devotion boxes, where each day you'll dive into a devotion and throughout the week there will be opportunities to do activities with your family. So if you'd like to register for these family Easter devotion boxes, you can do so today online. And for more information on all these events, you can go to our, our website and check under the events page on bscc.org. If you're new here, if you would text new to the number on the screen, we would love to be able to connect with you and provide you a gift. And if BSCC is your home, if you would go ahead and text your name or say hi in the, in the comment box on Facebook or the website, uh, we'd love to be able just to say hi to you. So sit back and relax and enjoy as Tom shares the next message in our 1KC series.
Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you here. Those of you watching online, we're glad that you're joining with us as well. And we want to start off today with some really good news, okay? Those of you that are here on campus, starting next Sunday, you no longer need to register online ahead of time to be able to join us here for worship, okay? That's some good news, isn't it? Now, that does not mean, though, that we're not going to still have to wear masks, and it doesn't mean that we're still not going to have to be socially distant and practice those things. We still will do all of those things. Uh, but it does mean that you don't have to register ahead of time to be here. That means seating will be on a first-come, first-served basis, um, and doors still open up 15 minutes ahead of each, as, uh, as we normally do. So just be aware of that next Sunday. If you want the best seats right up front here, show up early, okay, and make sure you're there. But we also have to tell you, too, it doesn't change the seating arrangement in here because we're already figured out the way we are. Um, that, that can't change necessarily right yet. Um, and children's uh, registration is still going to have to be required. And that's mainly because uh, they need to have enough adults uh, for each of the age groups of kids. If we could have more adult volunteers, we could be able to open up more age groups for that. So if that concerns you, contact Becca Mullen, our children's minister this week, and say, Becca, I would like to volunteer to help out on Sunday morning so that we can open up more opportunities for kids. So that's what's happening the next couple of weeks. It's not a huge shift, honestly, just not having to put your name down, uh, but it's actually shifting the needle in the different direction, right? And that's one of the first good things that we've had available from this whole thing, a step towards normalcy. So we will continue to remain uh, flexible as new information and mandates are given. We hope that you'll join us in continuing to pray that this pandemic and all the complications it brings ends for us all very quickly. Now, I don't know if you've been staying close to your scientific journals lately, but did you know that just last April, scientists recorded the first ever cosmic blast within our own Milky Way? Anyone see that or read that? No? Well, they're called fast radio bursts or FRBs, and uh, here's a picture of one, okay? These strange blasts of radio waves, which, which just last milliseconds, uh, they have become one of the most exciting mysteries in astronomy today. They are among the brightest um, signals in our universe, estimated to be powered with as much energy as an estimated over 500 million suns. But here's the kicker. No one really knows for sure the source of these fast radio bursts. Um, I, and I'm sure if you thought about it for a second, you'd have some theories. Maybe some of you think that they're coming from collusion of black holes or neuron stars. Or um, some people may believe they're connected to gamma ray bursts or hyper flares of magnetars or blitzars. Um, some of you probably come to the conclusion they come from dark matter induced collapse of, of um, pulsars. And some scientists think that they're axion mini clusters, the pulsation of cosmic strings and, and something related to the general theory of super radiance. And I'm sure if I asked everyone to raise their hand, I'm sure that some in this room would probably say that they're probably just extraterrestrial activity, right? So there's a lot of theories that abound about these uh, fast radio bursts right now, but they're, they're all the buzz of the scientific community. Everyone is talking about them and pontificating on their origin and their impact today. They're anomalies that, that can't quite be pinned down. And astronomers believe that they're very important, but they're also extremely enigmatic. Wired Magazine concluded an article um, about these phenomenon this way. It said, scientists believe that fast radio bursts could ultimately help us learn what's in between galaxies after all, and that they could give us a more complete picture of our universe. In short, these fast radio bursts could help us see our universe in a totally different way. Now, I can't help but find a, a parallel between these fast radio bursts and all the same fascination and mystery and theories that surrounded Jesus when he burst onto the scene of this world over 2,000 years ago. And it begs the question for us today, when you think about Jesus, who do you see? 
Do you experience all the, the wonder and fascination of Jesus, the way that scientists ooh and awe over these fast radio bursts? Or is Jesus so, so typical, so predictable, so normal to you that really it's more of a tame, lame version of Jesus that you have in your mind? A picture of an old Sunday school flannel graph, Jesus, that, that, that comes to mind when you think about him. You know, many of us grew up with that kind of image in mind. A nice guy, Jesus is a nice guy who did some good things. But what if he's so much more than that? What if we have limited him in our own minds? A.W. Tozer once said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So when you think about Jesus, who do you see? Is he a loving son who cared for his elderly single mother? An angry prophet who ridiculed the religious elite? A wise teacher who had all the right answers? An intimate friend who spoke the truth in love? A fast radio burst streaking across the galaxy? Or a soft flannel caricature of two dimensions? Of course, we believe that Jesus is neither a cosmic anomaly or a cut-out piece of fabric. He's the living son of a loving God. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the Lord of all. He is the, the, the one true God that we worship today. But at the very least, which of those two metaphors was more intriguing to you? Which image of Jesus would draw you in? Which image might be more meaningful in the challenging times that we face today? We're in our third week of the 1KC series where we are walking together through the Gospel of Mark with hundreds of people around Kansas City and and thousands of people around the the world. And last week we looked at the first 13 verses in Mark chapter 1. And hopefully you've been connected with one of our Mark uh, video groups in which we are walking through the video, uh, watching that video, uh, the Gospel of Mark unfold uh, week by week, verse by verse, and then discussing its meaning and relevance in our lives. And let me just say that if you're not yet connected to one of those groups and would like to be, it is definitely still not too late. Uh, You can find them on our website, bscc.org, and under the adult groups tab, you just go down and search for Mark uh, when the small groups category comes up. If that's difficult, give me a call and I'll I'll help you find the right group that's fit for you. But this week in our Mark groups, we're going to discover Jesus coming out of his own wilderness and arriving on the scene with a a burst of excitement and energy, full of grace and truth, showing compassion and courage, and no one knows exactly what to make of him. The very first message that Mark records Jesus preaching is found in Mark 1.15. And this is what he says. The kingdom of God has come, he said. Excuse me, the time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Now those three simple sentences are packed with importance and relevance, both then and for us today as well. Jesus said the time has come. Now, the Jews have been waiting for several generations through a period of spiritual silence and foreign oppression. Factions and divisions, they abounded inside this nation. There was no one clear leader that could really unite God's people through the hardships that they faced. The people are tired and they're, they're frustrated and they're, they're waiting for God to do something to them and, and through them that only God could do. Can we relate today? Have you been wondering where is God in all of this? Does he notice? Does he care? When will he move? How, how long, O oh Lord, do we need to wait until we see you act today? The time has come, Jesus said. The kingdom of God has come near. Now Jesus bursts on this scene and he announces that God is near. He, he does see their plight. He is familiar with their situation. He has come to them bringing hope and healing along with him for people who've been crying out for relief. 
But I wonder, is Jesus near to you? Is he present in your life? Can others see his presence in your life? What do you have that they don't? What, what is different about you that can only be explained by Jesus' presence in your life? Is the kingdom of God near to those around you because you've allowed Jesus to shine through you? Time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And we need to believe today that God does have good news for us. So what do you, what do, you do when you get good news? whether it's a promotion at work or a new baby in the family or, or maybe you just stuck your hand in your pocket and you found a $20 bill in your jeans that you didn't realize that you had before. You know, what happens when you have good news? You tell other people about it, right? You celebrate. You may dance a little jig, okay? Whatever you do, your life is a little bit different now because you have something good that you didn't have before. That's good news changes your attitude and it, it changes your day because your life is now better as a result, well, Jesus is the personification of good news. His presence changes everything. Just look at how he disrupts this world for good when he, when he bursts on the scene in, in, in Mark's gospel here. Bursting with, with vision, Jesus goes up to two fishermen in a boat and he says, follow me. And immediately they leave their nets and their boats behind and follow him. Two others do the same thing and they leave their lives behind. They spend the next three years walking intimately with Jesus. Then they spend the rest of their lives challenging and encouraging and pleading with other people to do the same. Bursting with authority, Jesus teaches in synagogues and, and his words are so inspiring and commanding that the Bible says people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Read a little further, bursting with power, Jesus casts out demons. He, he heals many sick people. He blesses a whole village when the town gathers together at the door. He defies the limits of the universe that you and I face every single day, and he uses his miraculous ability to change people's lives. We read on in Bursting with Compassion, Jesus heals a leper who begs for his mercy. But rather than just heal him with a word, Jesus reaches out his hand and touches him. He lays his hand on a man who may not have had another human's touch for what might have been years. Jesus, after he heals him, says, go and show yourself to the priest and, and offer the sacrifices Moses commands so this man can go back to his family who he hasn't seen. Bursting through a roof later on here, some men bring a, a paralyzed uh, man, to friend, one of their friends to Jesus, who heals both his legs and his heart. And immediately the scriptures say that man got up and walked out in full view of them all. And this amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this before. Bursting through all protocol, Jesus ignores the religious elite and spent significant time with misfits and, and outcasts, declaring it is not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. And because Jesus has disdain for their empty religious rituals, those religious leaders plot to kill him. Bursting with anger, Jesus stares down at these prideful Pharisees, offended by their stubborn hearts, and says to a man with a deformed limb, stretch out your hand. And this man, who, the, the, the shriveled hand that he had kept hidden for years, burst through his sleeve, fully restored, proving that Jesus is both Lord of the Sabbath and the author of salvation. And because of all this, the crowds are bursting with excitement. They did anything and everything they could to be near Jesus. As you walk through the scriptures, you see the people are always excited to be near him. They did everything they could. They, he healed so many that those with diseases were coming. They're pushing against the crowds, getting in touch with him. In fact, even demons burst through to plead for mercy. 
But Jesus rebukes them, and just like clicking the, the mute button on a Zoom call, he silences them and does not allow them to speak. And I don't know about you, but it's kind of hard to capture this Jesus on a two-dimensional flannel In a land that was ravaged by division and conflict and, and a people that were held captive by politics and a, a religious structure that favored external piety while ignoring internal sincerity, Jesus bursts on the scene and changes everything. And I think we're living in a time where we could use a burst of Jesus too. COVID-19 has made us feel vulnerable and distrustful and fearful and exposed just how little control we really have over our own lives and the lives of those around us. The anguish of those who have been victimized and scandalized simply because of the color of their skin has left many feeling nothing but hatred and confusion about others who look different than them. Our economy continues to sputter. Many of us are still without jobs or on furlough or, or we are just puttering away, living at a fraction of what we had available to us before. We witnessed one of the most divisive presidential elections in perhaps all of U.S. history and we're wondering if any of us will really, our nation will ever really recover from all the division and vitriol that we see present. Mental wellness is an all-time low with anxiety and depression and suicide rates spiking. And in a time that we've not only become just socially distant, we have become emotionally and spiritually distant from those who really can help us in times of crisis. We've all lost loved ones in the past year. And in fact, many of us have, have grieved so many times that we think there's nothing left and then we get another call and it starts all over again. I don't know about you, but I, I've just stopped watching the national and cable news. And I don't believe anything Facebook tells me because of the polarizing natures of both of them. It's so very hard to determine the validity, the validity of news reports today because there seem to be so many arguments and facts and testimonies on both sides of every issue we face. Now, more than ever, we need Jesus to burst into our hearts, into our homes, and into our worlds like never before. And that's why Jesus' message in Mark 1.15 means something very important to us all today. Jesus said, the time has come. Now, if we want Jesus to burst into our lives, some of us here today, we need to stop procrastinating. We know what is true. We know what we need to do. We just need to get off the couch and do it, right? Peter told the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts 22, he says, now what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. That's a great question for all of us. What are you waiting for? I don't know about you, but I'm honestly just getting tired of some of the excuses that I hear for people who are not doing what they know they need to do. They say they want Jesus, but they also say, well, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too tired. I'm too busy. I, well, I tried that once. I don't know enough. It's time for someone else to do it. And it's too difficult for me. That's my only day off. I, I was hurt by that person long ago. I'm afraid that I'll respond badly. I'm teaching my kids to honor their other commitments. I'm on a fixed income. Oh, something else came up. I, I don't make enough money. I'm not a reader. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. James 4.17 says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. So I say enough with the excuses, right? It is time that we do what we know we should do. Because if it's important to you, you'll find a way. 
But if not, you'll find an excuse. And some of us here today need to know that the time has come. The time has come for you to take that step of faith and be baptized, making Jesus both your Lord and your Savior. And some of us need to know that the time has come for you to join a small group so that you can gather with a a group of like-minded believers who will challenge each other and encourage each other in their faith on a daily basis. Some of us need to hear that the time has come for you to step up and serve in one of the many different opportunities we have available, both in our church and in our community. Some here today need to know that it's time for you to join that support group, like Celebrate Recovery or Grief Share. They can be able to help you have victory over those things in life that seem to be holding you back. Some of you have been visiting here at church for a long time. You've been dating our church, and now it's time for you to step up. The time has come for you to go ahead and take that steps class and know more about our church, to join our family of believers. The time has come for you to take a step, a step of faith. If it's important to you, you will find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. So which one's it going to be for you? Jesus said, the time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Now, the Bible teaches us the spirit of God lives inside each of us who have committed our lives to him, who have baptized into his name, and who are following him in faith. And 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we know that Satan's at work in our, in our world today, but we also know that Jesus continues to offer freedom and life in his name. Why don't more people know that? Stories told of a little girl who asked her mother what a saint was. And so the mother kind of told her a little bit, but then she decided to show her. So next Sunday, she took her to church. And they, they walked into the sanctuary and looked up at all the, the beautiful stained glass figures that were on the windows surrounding their, their sanctuary. And she said, those, my dear, are saints. And they sat down and they watched as the, the sunlight slowly climbed above the horizon and, and uh, illuminated each one of those images and after a while, the little girl said, oh, now I get it, as those, those vibrant hues uh, reflected through those metal silhouettes. She said, a saint is someone that the light shines through. And you know, that's not a bad definition of a saint. The Bible identifies saints as those who have the spirit of God living inside of them. That's it. So you and I are saints, Saints are not necessarily superhero Christians or martyrs of the faith or even missionaries who leave everything behind and and go spend the rest of their lives living in the slums of the world. A saint is simply someone the light shines through, someone the Holy Spirit shines through. And when God's light shines through you, it should change everything. So the question for you today is this, is the light shining through you? Do other people know the kingdom of God is close by because you are here? But do your, do your actions and your attitudes, do they communicate to other people that Jesus is near because his presence is with you? Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, you are the lights of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I wonder, do your words and your witness reflect the broken world that we live in or the beautiful Savior that offers us light and life and love in his kingdom? The kingdom of God has come near. and There's a whole world who needs to know it. Is the light shining brightly through you? Jesus said the time has come, the kingdom of God has come near, 
Repent and believe the good news. Now, 1 Corinthians 15 tells us the good news is simply that Jesus died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again. And that good news demands a response from us. So some of us may need to repent. We need to acknowledge our sin and ask for forgiveness. We need to admit that we don't have all the answers and and we can't change in our own strength. We need Jesus and his mercy and his grace to transform the direction of our lives. And now is the time to do that. Some of us need to repent. Some of us need to believe. To believe that Jesus will do what he has promised. To believe that Jesus does love us. To believe that Jesus has not forgotten or forsaken us. We have been living way too long in the shadows and the dungeons. We are are still acting like we're shackled by the heavy weight of of what we had before or what we don't have anymore. Instead, we ought to be looking to heaven and acknowledging all the blessings and promises that God does give to us today. We need to quit living in the past and, and start believing and have faith that the best days of our lives are still ahead of us. The writer of Psalm 62 says, one thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. Power and love, greatness and goodness. They both rest with God, and we need to believe today more than ever that God is both great and good. Do not sell him short by thinking that his abilities or his knowledge or his compassion are limited because they are not. Finally, I think all of us here today, we need to act like the good news really does matter today. Growing up in a small town, I saw this bumper sticker that stuck with me the rest of, for the rest of my life, at least up till now, okay? And the bumper sticker simply said, if you have the love of Jesus in your life, please notify your face. You know, we serve a God who is full of grace and truth, power and compassion, love and justice. And everywhere Jesus went in scripture, the people were delighted. They were amazed. They were excited. They were overwhelmed just being in his presence. What does your face say about your faith? You know, Jesus burst on the scene with power and authority. He healed the sick. He comforted the hurting. He rebuked the authorities. He challenged the mediocre. People were amazed at his model and his message, and they always left his presence full of life. Jesus burst through all the paradigms of his day, uh, elevating everyone to equal status in his kingdom. Young and old, rich and poor, slave and free, Jew and Gentile, male and female, they all had a place of prominence in his family as beloved sons and daughters. And Jesus is still bursting with hope and life and joy and love today. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. What he did in scripture, he still does today. He is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he longs for you to be a child in his family. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So when you think about Jesus, who do you see? He's not a two-dimensional flannel fabric, but a living and loving God who wants nothing more than to share his life and his love with you. That is the Jesus I worship. That is the Jesus I follow. And if you don't know him personally, that is the Jesus that we would love to introduce you to today. So if you don't know this Jesus, what are you waiting for? The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe.
the good news. I don't know where you are personally today, but I have a feeling that many of us in this room need to step up or step out in faith. To follow through on a decision that we have already made in our heads, but never followed through in our hearts. To make that change that we've been meaning to make for some time now. To to repent, to believe, and to act on this good news. And whatever your next step is today, we hope that you will make it and, and leave here differently. But we ask you one thing. Would you share that with us. Give us the opportunity to celebrate with you, to pray with you, to connect with you. And the way that we're asking you to do that right now is is by texting the word response to the number that's on the screen. That ensures that one of us on staff will give you a call this week, again, just to to talk with you and, and to celebrate your decision and also see what can we do to help you and partner with you in that. And if you're watching, whether here on campus or or at home, we ask you to, to text that word response to the number. We'll leave it on the screen here. But for those of you who are here on campus, we have something else for you as well. If you are here today and you're making a choice, making a decision, saying, I, I, I'm going to make that step, uh, an important one here, we want you to have the opportunity to really sit and talk with a pastor today. In fact, right now. As we sing this next song, if you know that the time has come for you, we want to invite you to make your way down the aisle as we are singing to this corner of the room over here. And one of our pastors will be over here available to talk with you, to pray with you, to visit with you, and just to say, how can we help you? And how can we celebrate what God is doing in your life right now? You can do that. You should do that as we sing about the beautiful name of Jesus together. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Would you pray with me? Father God, as we sit in and remember exactly what your word has said and what your son has said to us. Father, some of our hearts are uh, heavy because we know that we have not been living up to the standards that you would have for us. And Father, some of us today acknowledge our failures and we ask for your forgiveness. Father, we want to leave here changed. We want to leave here uh, full of excitement and hope and joy and, and sharing that good news with other people around us, God, because you have given us light and love And Lord, we want to make sure that everyone else has that same opportunity. Father, forgive us for not living the way you've wanted. But Lord, we want to commit to following you fully today. Thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for his life, for his death, for his resurrection, for his word, and for the opportunity to serve him and give him our life. We love you. We love him. And we pray this in his name. like to make a decision, please come down. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high. You hid in glory in creation, now revealed in What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a beautiful
faithful name it is the name of Jesus you didn't want heaven without us so Jesus you brought heaven down my sin was great your love was greater what could separate us now what a wonderful name it is what a wonderful name it is the name of Jesus Christ my King what a wonderful name it is nothing compares to this what a wonderful name it is the name of Jesus what a wonderful name it is the name of Jesus death could not hold you the veil torn before you you silence the boast of sin and grave the heavens are roaring the praise of your glory for you are raised to life again you have no rival you have no equal now and forever god you reign yours is yours is the kingdom yours is the glory yours is the name above all names what a powerful name it is what a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a powerful name it is Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus What a powerful name it is the name of Jesus What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Father in heaven, we do believe that your name is above every other name. Father, that no other name has the, the power to save, Lord, and this is the good news. Father, that you have sent your son to die for us on our behalf where we deserve death and Lord, where we deserve the punishment, Father, you've taken that upon yourself. Father, there's truly nothing more powerful than that truth, Lord, that as we just walk and we live, Lord, in your light, Lord. Father, your, your scripture says in, in Psalm 107, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Fathers, as we go about our, our lives and our, our walks with you, Father, we have a message for the rest of the world, and I just pray that we can share that with everyone. We love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.
would you please have a seat? And I, I hope that you were able to grab a communion cup as you came in. And we're just gonna, if you haven't been with us, this is a, a time in our service in, in which we just remember the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And so if you're joining online, we wanna invite you into this time as well. But if you have a cup there with you, let's go and just remove the top. And as we just come into this time of, of reflection and, and remembrance of what Jesus has done, let's eat in remembrance of, of his body. same way, let's also just, uh, let's drink in remembrance of, of his blood that was shed on our behalf. Isn't it great to know that within each and every one of us who, who call Jesus Christ Lord, we have the greatest gift the world could ever receive. And it's our, it's our calling, it's our, our mission as Christians to go from this place and to share that, that gospel, that good news with other people. And so I wanna encourage you this week, as you leave this place, I guarantee God can bring someone to mind that, that needs to hear this message. Maybe just invite them you know, to, to church. So Easter is coming up, Easter is a great time to, to invite people to church. Maybe it's your neighbor that you can talk to today or whatever it may be that you as a Christian have the greatest news. And maybe, maybe you haven't made that decision and we would love to have that conversation with you. So if, if you would still like to, to make a decision and uh, come forward and talk to someone, please feel free to do so. If you need to bring someone with you, uh, I'm sure that they would be willing as well. Well, we just pray that you have such a, a wonderful, wonderful week. We are gonna go ahead and dismiss, but for the sake of social distancing, if you could just stay put, we're gonna have an usher uh, come and dismiss you. We pray you have a wonderful week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.